Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dermot and Dave's Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. The clock's going back. Dark, <sighs> dark nights. Life getting busy. Does anyone else think it's actually manic since COVID ended? Like we we kind of learned nothing. <laughs> Every, everyone We're is back worse than everyone ever. Everyone is busier than ever. It's yeah. ridiculous, and that can all lead to people's sleep being affected. Uh, it's looking like people's sleep will be all over the shop in the coming weeks. But thankfully, we're joined by Tom Coleman, who is sleep consultant from TomColeman.ie. He's here to answer all your sleep-related questions. How are you, Tom? Pretty good. You're you very rested. Yeah, you do look rested, I'll be honest with you. Dermot and I are both in after a few days off. I had a week off, and I'm actually more knackered than I've ever been. But you look like sleep. A, you're sprightly. Help is here. Help are is are here. you allowed to be knackered? Like, you I, know, if you just say, oh my God, I had a terrible night's sleep last night, people I, are like, you're a liar. Well, I have a four-year-old, and if he kicks yeah. me around the place enough, <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, look, let's find into your questions because I know you recently launched a 90 days to better sleep program and you can get all more information about that if you email Thomas J. Coleman uh, no that's definitely not the right that's, that's a website address we'll get that off <laughs> you in a second sure. anyway uh, the point is you know how to help people improve their sleep so let's see if you can answer some of these questions sure. uh, can you ask Tom how bad energy drinks are for sleep I'm partial to the odd cheeky can at the weekend and sometimes of a weekday <laughs> but I can't help feel like I'm playing with fire says Paul and Dungarvan mm, playing with fire yeah I suppose there's a couple of things the huge dose of caffeine depends on when you're drinking them because that will Im- impact uh, and the sugar spike there'll be a crash uh, right. at some point because caffeine takes a lot of time to be eliminated from the body so you're having the equivalent of two or three cups of coffee in one go mm. um, so are they to be feared other than that? Like, is there any any other reason to kind of... Because I, I know, like, as a parent, I kind of look at my kids mm. and go, don't you ever drink that? It's, and I'm kind of going, well, is it any different than a Fanta or a Coke or it, whatever? It is. You know, I mean, Harvard have looked at this and things like anxiety, even, you know, how it affects uh, our cardiovascular system, things like that. So we should be careful with them. We should be just you know, careful like anything else. Once in a while, like no one's going to be militant here, Mm. but um, be be careful about the amount and when you're consuming them. They do seem to come in exceptionally large cans. Yeah. Like we haven't had a super can like that since the 80s, and probably for a reason. And now you can only get them in five gallon drums for some reason. Like, oh, why? Well, they, I mean, they light up your system like a Christmas tree. Right, with right. All, with all that sugar and caffeine, it just ramps everything up and excites everything. But then has to crash. Ah, but then there's, there's a consequence. And so will that, that will that affect then sleep, like this person is saying? Like, are well, they likely to see dif- difficulty in sleeping? Absolutely, because caffeine doesn't just interfere with the ability to fall asleep. It interferes with how deep we go. Okay. Yeah. Could Tom chat a little bit about how hormones impact on sleep? I have twin 14-year-olds, one boy and one girl, and it feels like they're comatose most of the time, <laughs> says Brenda in Cork. <laughs> and it could be just teenagers. Yeah, look, teenagers are going through you know, tremendous change and mm. growth and development. And most of that growth and development happens when they're asleep. So they require 10, 11 hours sleep per night. Now, we know the issue with the teenagers, right? Can't get them to bed and then can't get them up. That's a phasal shift. So naturally, they will be inclined to want to stay up later and get up later. Now, I can biohack your teenager, okay? Uh, This is how you do it. Go into the bedroom early, wear runners because you may have to run and flick the light on and off. And the flashing of the light to the brain will signal to their brain that it's time to 
get up and it sets a timer for melatonin production later in the day so they'll actually get tired earlier. Do that in two or three days if you can survive and your teenager will want to fall asleep earlier. Interesting. Right, so I've got to buy one of those police lights that goes like <laughs> <laughs> one of them in them. Um, another one is interesting. Says, I've started having really vivid nightmares. Proper waking up in a cold sweat kind of thing. I've been trying to improve my routine. No TV or phone before bed. No caffeine, etc. But it's only getting worse. Mm. Can you control what your brain is doing? Because, like, I mean, they are obviously... They're created by your brain yeah. for a reason. Dreaming is important and all that. Yes, it's the subconscious sort of dealing with what's happening during the day. Now, the question is, um, when is it happening? We should be dreaming in REM phase sleep. Sometimes your dreams leak into other phases, and that's nighters. That's actually a medical condition. Okay. So you might need help with that. So it's, it's, it's to find out when the nightmares are happening and is there a lot of fear associated with it. Um, that's the first thing. So I would maybe think about speaking to your GP about it. Uh, in terms of reducing dream nightmares and stuff, sleeping on your left side has been shown to reduce nightmares. Uh, certain supplements can help, like vitamin B1. Oh. And then reducing, obviously, overstimulation, uh, stress. Uh, and Is cheese a thing? Does cheese really affect nightmares or dreams? No. No, no, no research there. It, it does contain natural relaxants um, that, that you know, uh, may influence um, mm. your digestive system and rest and things like that. But right. no, in terms of nightmares, no. Okay. Maybe it's a healthy thing in that, you know, they've kind of cleared away the, the other distractions mm. like TV and phone and uh, caffeine and all that. So now actually maybe their subconscious has a chance to kind of, is going, yeah. hello, you've got these little anxieties. Yeah. Maybe we can sort these out. Well, what they can do is after the nightmare, they sit up and they change the ending of the nightmare. And that's a therapy. So they change the ending of the nightmare and that kind of retrains their, their subconscious to deal ah. with it differently. So I wasn't eaten by the goblin at the end of the bed. <laughs> no, in fact, he's now my friend and his name is Charles. Uh, Denise and Wicklow says, can Tom settle the debate in the office for us? What should you wear to bed? Full PJs or nothing at all? Oh, well... <laughs> I'd be inclined to go with less is more here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the big kind of, you know, yeah. the heavy, you know, the fleece lined pyjamas and the hoodie and the no, dressing gown. Because temperature is a key regulator of our ability to, to stay asleep and melatonin production, we want to be as cool as possible. So most of the research here would kind of indicate like, you know, the less we wear, the better. Mm. So, I know people are different people. Some people burn very hot in the bed and some people not so much. But, yeah, I'd, I'd veer towards uh, less here. I, I need to be a human hot water bottle for my wife's ice, ice feet. <laughs> uh, she's definitely part snow monster and like, constantly <laughs> feels the need to, like, where are your giant warm thighs? There they are. Yeah, freezing feet. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, thank you very much for that. Um, someone says, my parents used to rip the duvet off me in the mornings as a teenager. I'm still always late for school, says Edwina. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what happened. Here's an interesting one. Dave says, I normally I need an earphone in one ear listen to a podcast to fall asleep. I need to be exhausted to drift off to stop a busy mind and visual memory any tips on how to drift off by myself ah yeah well look nobody is going to retrain that r racing mind only yourself because mm. people people will say my mind just races off like well you're the person that has to retrain those systems and calm it down and tell it to, listen now's my time we have to wind down here and you build confidence in that what I call sleep confidence so many people go to bed and they're like oh I'm not sure I'm not going to be able to sleep ah uh, okay you know so vicious I cycle them, then yeah it's a vicious cycle but you like the great news is that you can retrain the thinking and the systems to fall asleep quickly and stay asleep okay that's what you got to do talk to Tommy he'll help you do it 
Uh, I cannot stop having the dream that I'm falling. It seems to only happen when I've just gone asleep, but then I'm awake for hours. I'm not worried about the, the, the falling. It's quite natural. It's a, a hypnic jerk. It's an involuntary... Um, it's the shutting down of the nervous system. When you think about falling, well, falling is sleep, letting go. So y- your body is, is um, you know, shutting off different systems and mm. putting, you know, so it's, it's, it's normal to a large degree. The staying awake after for hours, you know, you need to, to address that and retrain yourself. Some of the things you can do, do uh, a five-minute alarm. If, you, if it's taking you 10 minutes to fall asleep, set an alarm for 15 minutes. And this tends to lower the incidence of hypnic jerk. Scientists don't even know. They can't exactly explain the mechanism. So what, you set the alarm for 15 minutes mm. from the moment you, you, you put your head in the pillow? If it takes you 10 minutes. So you, you want to set the alarm for five minutes, five or 10 minutes after you fall asleep. And that seems to lower the incidence of hypnic jerk. So it'll wake you up and then you go back to sleep. Yeah, then you go back to sleep. Then, but like the listener should not worry about it. Um, you know, certainly uh, activities that will reduce act- y- y- your your nervous system activity will help as mm. well. So again, obviously, you know, exercise, alcohol, stimulants, sedatives, stress, all that to to, to ramp down that and reduce that. Do you think people underestimate the effect that? alcohol can have on our sleep you know yeah. a few days after you've had the bottle of wine or whatever it it does take time it's like any sleep issue you know it you cannot just fix it with one good night's sleep mm. you know it's i compare sleep to well you'd never go to the gym once and say well, well that didn't work <laughs> I'm, I'm not ripped or, or, or eat one meal and go oh, can't see any difference you know? <laughs> so why would sleep be any different mm. um, so this is what we we have to do you know and uh, alcohol will suppress rem sleep quality of sleep um, it may help people get to sleep but it is highly disruptive when we look at quality because you know as much as quantity is important quality mm-hmm. in sleep is really important well you have a 90 days of better sleep program what is the way someone can get in touch with you if they want to get involved in that they can jump on my web- website www.tomcoleman.ie or uh, my Instagram tomcoleman.ie uh, fix your sleep fix your life ok there you go that's your option if you're interested in getting better sleep have a chat to Tom Tom as always thanks for coming in good to chat to you my pleasure thanks for having me Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am today